to Jerusalem now, where an estimated 100,000 Israelis took to the streets overnight outside the country's parliament. The protesters gathered in opposition to laws that they say threaten the sovereignty of the courts. Israel's former Prime Minister Yair Lapid addressed the crowd accusing the new far-right government led by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu of seeking to impose a dictatorship. They pretend not to hear and pretend not to be afraid, but they hear and they are afraid. They are trying to turn the state of Israel into a dark dictatorship and shut us up, but they won't shut us up. Martin Indyke was the American ambassador to Israel in the early 2000s, and I spoke to him a short time ago. Thank you. Protesters say these laws will ruin the independence of the judiciary. Can you explain the proposed changes? Well, it's an all-out assault on the independence of the judiciary from the appointment of the judges, which will now be in the hands of the government, to the changing of basic laws, which... Uh, a, a kind of constitution uh, in the making, uh, and it will simply take a, a majority, a simple majority of one vote to change basic laws. Two of the most important, perhaps, is to override the judiciary uh, with a simple majority vote uh, of the Knesset, the parliament. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is pressing ahead with these changes, which are clearly very controversial. Why? I think that there are governmental reasons and personal reasons. On the governmental level, the right wing in Israel, uh, which he represents, has has been concerned for many years at the judicial activism of uh, the Supreme Court, as something that uh, manifests itself in right wing opposition in the United States as well. Uh, but on a personal level, he is concerned that this activism is going to land him in prison for for his uh, actions while as prime minister, where he's being uh, currently tried for corruption and uh, breach of uh, trust. And so uh, this combination gives him a strong motivation for pushing ahead changes that will undermine Israel's democracy and uh, take away the independence of its judiciary and expose it to uh, not only the charge that it's uh, sundering individual rights in Israel, the rights of minorities in particular, but also that uh, it's taking away the good standing of Israel in international public opinion. Tens of thousands of people have taken to the streets in Israel. When was the last time we saw such strong opposition to government policy on the streets? It was about the price of cottage cheese. That sounds... Uh, ludicrous. Yes, but, I was about uh, to say. Strong... Really? <laughs> yes, there was a strong social movement that was triggered triggered by inflation and cost of of basic goods uh, back in the in the I think it was the 1990s. In other words, it's been a very long time. But I've never seen in all my years of exposure to Israel, which goes back six uh, decades, uh, this kind of open revolt by civil society across the board. Will the government heed the the warnings and uh, will this spook them? I mean, if you say it hasn't happened like this, this kind of uh, grassroots action since the 90s, is that likely to have an impact on thinking? 
Uh, yes, I think it will if it's sustained, because there are a lot of people in the private sector and economic experts who are warning that this is going to impact Israel's international credit rating and impact uh, the growth of its economy. And uh, Netanyahu fancies himself, and has good reason to do so, a uh, an economic expert who uh, considers himself responsible for a lot of the economic progress that Israel has made over the last few decades. And, and he deserves credit for that. So he's that gets him where he lives. He's denying it now. But when the current and former governors of the Bank of Israel, the Reserve Bank, are warning him of this, he can't, he can't ignore it. And so we have uh, today the first indications of uh, a crack in his intentions. The president of Israel, uh, Bougie Herzog, has intervened and called for talks to try to achieve a consensus. This is being backed by President Biden and the major proponents of the judicial reform, that is the Minister of Justice and the head of the Justice and, and Law Committee of the Knesset, uh, have been invited to meet with the president and leaders of the opposition to discuss this. Whether this is just a tactical move to try to uh, reduce the heat coming from the opposition or whether there's a real intention to compromise remains to be seen. Well, how about that? You mentioned um, Biden, the international response to this. Is there a concern at the international level about the laws? Because we know when Antony Blinken only recently visited Israel, he hinted there's concerns about the laws. Will the US um, have more to say? And what kind of impact will that have? Well, he did more than hint. He made it clear that the United States is opposed to uh, anything that would undermine the independence of Israel's judiciary and uh, called for consensus, as President Biden did uh, yesterday. But this comes in a broader context of Israeli government decisions that were made uh, yesterday to uh, build 10,000 more settlement units in the West Bank and legalize settlements that are illegal under Israeli law. These are settlement outposts, maverick settlements that have been put up over 100 of them um, in the last decades. And these steps are strongly opposed by uh, the United States. The Secretary of State has just issued uh, only uh, a few minutes ago a strong statement uh, of opposition uh, to those steps. Uh, and of course, the situation on the ground in Jerusalem and the West Bank is growing more and more violent on both sides. And so you have coming together of this civil revolt, of this developing crisis in U.S.-Israel relations and a developing conflict between Israel and the Palestinians all coming at once, not all of them caused initially by this government, but that is the way it's going to, to look as things go forward, that the far-right government of Israel is pushing Israel over the cliff. And what will that do then to Joe Biden's relationship with Netanyahu? Joe Biden is a staunch uh, friend of Israel, has been for five decades. But he's also known Bibi Netanyahu for four of those decades. Uh, as a result, knows of what he's up, what he's capable of and, and how to deal with him. He's going to put his arm around him and press him to change course. 
he'll do it, I think, more discreetly, have his Secretary of State come out uh, more publicly. Um, but I don't believe that Joe Biden, who cares about Israel's future deeply, is going to let this uh, go in a way that, that could be so detrimental to Israel's future. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Martin Indyk was uh, America's ambassador to Israel in the early 2000s. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.